tough, and often we feel like we don't have the right tool for the job. Our hope is to give you practical tools for your parenting toolbox that will empower you to be the parent God has called you to be. Well, good morning. Here we are. Welcome to our first Power Tools for Parents podcast. We're so happy you joined us. We are just praying this is going to be a huge blessing to you. I know we are all excited about this, right, ladies? Well, excited and a little nervous. Yeah. Yeah, and super glad this is only voice and not they can't see us because, you know, these second grade headphones... You're rocking it. They're cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh, we're not professionals, that's for sure. But but um, we're 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 going to do our best here, and we feel like uh, God's called us to do this. We just want to be helpful in any way that we can. And after doing our survey, so many of you said we would listen to a podcast. So so here we are. But so, do they know what they're getting into, Jenna? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they said they would listen to a podcast. I don't know if they knew that we would be the podcast, but here we are. This is true. All right, so I, I thought to start today, we would just go around. Many of you know us, but some of you don't. So I thought we'd just go around and tell a little bit about ourselves so that you'll know and be able to put the voice with with the person. And I am Jenna Snyder, so I'm the director of the guidance counseling program here at Legacy, and I'm the upper school guidance counselor. So I have the privilege of doing that. Um, we thought we'd talk a little about our families. So I have three children. They are older. They are all older. Uh, my daughter is at A&M. She's finishing her senior year. Whoop. So all you A&M Aggies, I just ordered her senior ring. Broke the bank on that. But awesome. That tradition is, is apparently so strong. I can't deny the ring. And I no, you can't. No. And I wouldn't even think about it. So, But she's doing great. And um, then I have a son who is out of school, out of college, and, and has a wonderful job and a sweet little family, sweet little wife. And um, he... Um, is twenty? I have to think how old my kids are. I'm so old. I forget. I, I'm how with my you kids on that. Are. Yeah. Gosh, he, my son, is 28, and then I have a, another daughter who is 32, and she's given us two beautiful grandchildren who we adore and just love to spoil. And um, yeah, and our little, our youngest one. I know I. Um, I shared this already with Lana and Kristen, but he just got baptized, which Aww. hugest blessing. Absolutely. The pastor, um, it was just precious. The pastor said, uh, so have you invited Jesus to come into your heart? And he said, yes, sir. Oh, like, really? <laughs> if we could all keep that excitement. I, know, I love right? that. It was such a, such a beautiful blessing to see him baptized. So that's a little bit about me. And, and um, hopefully, you know, some of the experience, things I've done right, things I have certainly done wrong. Um, can be a help here. So, Lana, you want to tell us a little bit about you? Sure. I'm Lana Sneer, and I am the middle school counselor at Legacy. So I work with the what we call the scary, scary grades. I think parents are scared of that age. The kids are scared of that age. The teachers, they're like, they're not, they're fearless. And so um, I work with a bunch of warriors. And so super excited to be a part of the, the middle school team. I've been with at Legacy for five and a half years, and uh, just incredible job, incredible staff. If you ever uh, doubt the the truth behind the motto of we really do love, know, and uh, support your kids, it's it's so evident in those halls. And I, yeah. I feel it. So what a joy to be able to partner with these teachers and with you as families. Um, I am the mom of four. And I, I always add I'm a mom of four adopted kids, not because I think that makes them less my kids, but because I think, you know, it's important to know that um, 
you know, I have adopted kids and I've parented them, birth them to their 20s. And there are unique struggles that go along with that. And I know that a lot of you out there are also parents of adopted children. So um, I, I do have that experience. And I hope that, you know, I can use some of my tips on what worked and what didn't work with, with dealing with adoption issues. So my kids age, their range in ages from 28 to 18. Um, so we did the crazy, uh, three and three years. So I have a 28, a 27 and a 26 year old. We were all out of the house. Um, and, uh, working and supporting themselves successfully still definitely make phone calls home for things which I wouldn't have it any other way and then I have two grandbabies and one grandbaby on the way and so that's super super exciting then uh 10 years later, we added another child and he is uh he was at Legacy graduated and he is off to college now so he did not not you know he's like I, I use that phrase like out of the womb, but right now it's out of the room. Yeah. He, he, he's like gone. I, I, I don't see him. And periodically he's calling and actually called me last night to get help with doing his laundry. So that was exciting. I mean, he did his laundry at the house. So I don't know what yeah. the problem was, but I think he just wanted me to know he was doing his laundry. I feel it was an excuse. <laughs> I, I think so. He because I'm our, like, yeah. you did laundry at home, but okay, I'll take whatever I can get. So <laughs> absolutely, that's a little bit about me me. Um, and I'm going to pass it on to Kristen. Awesome. I'm Kristen Gordon. I serve at Legacy as our early learning campus counselor and lower school counselor. So that means I serve our babies from ages three to fourth grade. Um, and it's a super exciting role. Um, with the growth, I'm just so excited about the new friends that we're meeting and helping them get connected. Um, as far as my family, my husband, John, and I have been married for 11 years. We have two kids. One is preschool age, a boy who just wakes up like the Energizer bunny, ready to take on the world each and every day. Yes. And then our sweet girl um, is in the middle elementary grades and just is so excited to be an eagle each and every day. Um, and so it's just such a blessing to be be here with Lana and Jenna and be here with you parents as we work together in our parenting roles to grow. It's amazing. Yeah, we we, we all kind of are at diff- a little bit different places. Yeah. So that brings something to the table. And Lana, I just realized we didn't even mention our husbands. Like, oh, wrong yeah. I thought that too. And I thought, well, maybe they don't, we don't have one, but, but I do. But you know, she's been married 11 years. So there's still that Probably that lovey-dovey. I'm 32 years. It's all, it's all old hat now. 32 years. Tell us something about Ty. Tell us something um, about Ty. Well, I, I'll tell you comedy about Ty because, I, I mean, he's he's super precious. He puts up with me, so the man deserves many awards. But, um, you know, he when Sawyer left the nest, I mean, his biggest concern was, what do we do now? Yeah. You know, he's gone. We've had kids in our house for 29 years. And so the man looked at me and said, we need to get a hobby together. Now, listen, he oh. has all kinds of hobbies. He would. <laughs> works. He does chores. He projects. The man never sits down. And now he wants a hobby with me. And I just laughed. I'm like, what would we, how about tennis? No, I'm not, I don't want to, no, I'm not getting off the couch. So, um, our hobby now is comfortable silence. That's what I've invested it in. So he is, uh, an amazing man of God and the patience of Job. I'll give him that. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, the sh- the shared hobby thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I'm with you on the comfortable silence. Um, however, I'll tell you a little bit about my husband because I do have a different vantage point here. So this is my second marriage, and we've been married four years. My husband Edward, he's amazing, and and he's a lot of fun. And maybe it's because 
we are, we've been empty nesters for a little bit, but we do have shared hobbies, Lana. Oh gosh. So y'all are both going to be lovey dovey. Okay. <laughs> it depends on the day, Lana. <laughs> We're kind of newlyweds still. I like being around him. So we do a lot together. Great. <laughs> I guess I'll go get a tennis racket. <laughs> do it. Do it. All right. So um, that's a little bit about us. And uh, we just want to tell you a little bit about this podcast. So, so we will be talking, the three of us, a lot of times just having conversation like this um, and tackling various topics. Sometimes we will bring in outside speakers, and we're excited about that too. But we're mostly excited just to see what God does. Um, it's a new adventure for all of us. So, so as we started today, we thought we would start with some back-to-school basics. And again, we really want to give you tools, so practical parenting tools you can take away. So we each came up with one thing that we felt might be most important or something maybe that we're seeing in our offices the most. And mine is to help your kids find a point of connection. So um, this is absolutely in my office. I, I, I had three kids yesterday. I had two parent emails last night. And um, really at the beginning, it's all about finding that connection point. Um, the happiest kids are the kids who are plugged in somewhere doing something or who have a familiar face. So, so really it's twofold. It's about finding your people and that's huge for them, no matter how old they are. So it looks different. I know Kristen with the lower grades, as far as finding your people, a little bit easier because you can arrange those play dates. That's amazing. And just find people they connect with. But I would say, um, do this sooner rather than later. So it may not be your top priority. I know our weekends are so busy and full, but I promise you a little bit of investment in that right here at the beginning is going to give your kids such a comfort level um, in being here at school. We Absolutely. underestimate it, don't we? The power of, of just a familiar face that can right. get us through the day that we know we can sit by um, and various things and, and have to, to lean on throughout the day. So, so finding your people looks different in middle and mm -hmm. upper as well. There they do become more active and we offer a lot of things that they can get involved yes. with. Um, our middle school house system is amazing for finding your people. Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of opportunity for small group stuff there, uh, but also just finding outside activities and, um, I would say uh, be persistent in this with your kid. My youngest was not one for outside activities. So literally every time I'd have to say, okay, girl, you're going to do something. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is, but pick something. And and um, we offer so many things, you all, and you may not even realize all that we offer. Um, but one recent uh, club that I was sharing the other day with Lynn and Kristen is, is eSports, which I knew very little about, but I'm thrilled about because not everybody's athletic. Right, right. So it's an actual league where they are competing and playing um, computer games. And then we know we need balance in that, but this is cool for the kids who are techie. Yes. And um, it's been fun to be able to plug kids in there. Everything from that to... Um, we have our, our uh, marksmanship team that, mm -hmm. that not many people know about. Um, a lot of kids get involved in that and really, really feel connected. We have lead legacy. This is all upper school level. But the, these are things, if you're not hearing about them, ask your child about them or right. certainly reach out to us. Like we're here to help them feel connected as well. So, so both in the middle school and upper school level, um, it may be about finding that, that point of connection in a club, they also though need to find their people. So that's a big part of what I'm working on with a lot of kids right now is just figuring out. And it, and here's the thing, especially if you're new, 
It just takes time. It takes time. It does. You know, and, and it's, you know, in the beginning, Jenna, I know I have so many conversations with our new students that, you know, it's, and I love that you're using the term, a point of connection, because a lot of these kids make the assumption that they should be able to jump in and just have a friend. Right. And then when they don't, they, they think that something is wrong with them. And so I love the way that you're phrasing that, that it is, no, you just got to make some connections, get to know people, familiar face, say hi, somebody to sit with. It may not develop into to a friendship, but it is a connecting point. Exactly. And, and, you know, I had a kid in my office yesterday and we were talking through this and, um, she's new. Sometimes it's not when they're new. Uh, uh, year things change from year to year. Yes. So social groups have changed and it's like, Ooh, I'm on the outs with my group and now I have no one. Or, you know, maybe you've just, they've never really loved their social group to be honest. So they're trying right. to figure something else out. But so, the, so we were talking and, um, really one big thing that came up is um, how proactive are you being in this? And sad to say, but teenagers and preteens, they are not constantly looking around to to notice other people who need a friend. It's just, they are so worried about things themselves, you know, what's going on in their worlds. It's just a, it's a self-esteem issue and it's just a maturity issue. So, um, so sometimes these kids have to just be proactive and insert themselves a little bit and get up. I know that takes courage, but it does get up the initiative and courage. Um, and, and another bit of advice that I had for this child was just someone told me once this, I was new as a grown woman in a state where I knew no one. And, um, someone gave me this advice and it stuck with me. And that was to be the friend you're looking for. Mm, that's great. It was good because I, I thought, all right, well, I want someone to call me and ask me how my day's going. So I'm going to call this person. I don't really know her, but mm-hmm. I'm going to call her and say, how's your day going? So same thing with, with these kids, you know, be the friend you're looking for, and then you attract the right people. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, that is my advice. Just point of connection. Don't underestimate it and get it any way you can. Read every piece of literature and ask them about every, every all these flyers, all these things coming home, everything in the emails and figure out where can my child connect or who can my child connect with. I love that. That's great advice, Jenna. And that, that applies to pretty much all age levels. I know it applies at the middle school. And uh, I'm going to like kind of go a different direction with the tip that I have because, you know, here we are, we're into our second full week of school. And, uh, you know, first week is super exciting and everybody's just kind of plugging in and we have a slow start. But by the second week, what I begin to see in my office a lot is kids that are now overwhelmed, you know, overwhelmed with the the things that they have to do. And um, so I really want to encourage you as parents to um, help your kids set up what would be considered a healthy schedule that's healthy balance. Middle school is really this super exciting time where kids are realizing it's my first time to be able to be in school athletics and to be sports. Mm, And, and, you know, I'm no longer on the rec teams outside of school. I'm on the competitive team and the select team. And they begin to get very social with their friends. And it's no longer just short play dates, but it might be, you know, hey, we get together for the whole day on Saturday or we spend the night. So their time is really full and and they have a way of packing in about, you know, 26 hours of things in a 24 hour time frame. And so what I begin to see is kids that are over 
booked and overscheduled, and they don't know how to manage that. And so, you know, as, as a parent and, and as a counselor, I, one of our, our big roles is just teaching them, you know, how do I learn to balance? How do I learn to say no? And I know we have, we struggle with that as adults. We do. Absolutely. You know, I say yeah. yes to everything, you know, right. I, I think that's what I'm called to, but God does call us to be wise with our time and, and to be good stewards of that. And so helping your kid balance that and know that they do have to have some parameters around what they do. They may not be able to do school soccer and select soccer, you know, right. and keep up with, with their grades. Yep. Um, they, they need to begin to understand the, the amount of time that it takes to do the work uh, because legacy does, you know, it, it's college prep. And so yeah. we've got some kids coming in that didn't understand, you know, the level of homework. And so helping them begin to balance that and use their time wisely, use their study hall at school wisely. Yes. Um, so scheduling uh, their day, helping them write it out, uh, helping them to prioritize things, uh, showing them in your own life mm-hmm. where you put boundaries and where you say no to things and, and why it's important to say no to things. I know, you know, kids have that fear of missing out, that, right. that FOMO they talk <laughs> yeah. about. But but they have to understand that they're they're really not missing out. They're just giving themselves a better opportunity to really shine in the areas that God has created them to shine in. And so keeping that schedule um, as limited as possible. I you know I, I've got to stress our kids need ten hours of sleep a day, and That's true. Uh, in order to get it, then they have to be able to shut down and shut off. And so. And say, just balance that schedule and, and help them to be good managers of the schedule that they have and their time and help them to know what is the priority to focus on. I love that. And, and you know, the great thing about that is we control that as parents. Mm-hmm. You know, we still do. Even at the high school level, you, you're the one signing them up and paying for the select soccer, you know. Yeah. So, so right? So, so don't be afraid to pull back on that. Like, mm-hmm. like Lana said, it's the fear of missing out for kids. But also, I think parents, you know, they just think, they think that more is better, that, that they're being a good parent by signing mm-hmm. up for all these things. When, when in reality, um, we all need downtime. Yeah. And if you don't get that downtime, time, that's where you do see the meltdowns. Yeah. And well, and, yeah. we're, and we're raising a generation of kids. And I see this with my, my own students. So listen, I'm, I'm preaching into the choir, not my own student, but my own son, right. like, like Sawyer, like he, he, he can't even sit still. I, I mean, he's, yeah. it, it's impossible. And it's not because of, you know, of anything other than he feels like he constantly has to be doing something. And, and as an 18 year old to not know what to do with downtime, I, I really stress with him. That's not healthy. Exactly. So you've got yeah. to know, we've got to have downtime. Yeah. Our kids need to learn now at a younger age that it's important to have that. And what do I do with that? What does that look like? And how does that re-energize me? And I always say to people, you know, people that are task oriented and kids that are task oriented, they fi- they think that downtime is lazy. And I'm like, yeah. put it on your schedule, yes. schedule it as, you know, re-energizing time and, yes. and give it a name so that you can feel like, oh, I checked that off because it's kind of right. like eating. It's something that we have to do. It's something that we need. I've already had three of them in my office this, well, not this week, but this week and last that um, are, are in tears. Yes. That apply for college. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do I don't know why all of a sudden I just felt overwhelmed all at once. And so then we start analyzing and, and we're like, okay, what, what do you have going on? Or is something, is there, is, you know, what in your life is causing mm-hmm. you stress? Well, nothing. They take nothing. But then as we look at it all combined, oh gosh, like That's they're working, lot. they're working two jobs They're, you know, and, and so we just kind of, just like you're saying, Lana, we sit there and analyze, what could you, what could you scale back on? 
Right. But it's, it's easier as parents if we will not put that on the plate to yes. begin with. You know, it's like the buffet where you've got your empty plate and you're just, it all looks good. Uh-huh. So pile it on and um, it, it's, it's too much sometimes. It is too much. Good. What about you, Ms. Kristen? Absolutely. Um, at the early learning campus and the lower school, one of the big things that I would love to share with parents as a power tool is just really helping your student feel rooted and grounded in a new year. Um, No matter what the year is, your student is typically going to end up in a new classroom with a new teacher and students they haven't been in class with before, at least a handful of them. So there's just a lot of new. And then you add in our growth and there's even more newness. And so what I encourage parents to do is really help your students see all the things that have stayed the same. Um, A lot of them have the same specials teachers. They have a school nurse they know. They have the same front desk woman that greets them with a smile. And so finding those points of connection and the things that are staying the same can really help our students feel confident as they're arriving each day. And One of the things I've been sharing with some parents in the carpool line um, is just see you soon or see you in a bit has such a more positive feel to our little eagles than bye. You know, bye can feel so permanent and can bring on tears and just see you in a bit. Here's what we're going to do this afternoon. Just giving them something to look forward to, reminding them of that reunification that's happening soon. Um, would be my power tool. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's, uh, I love that point of connection that you make with not everything has changed. Yes. I mean, you, we do have a new campus and we have a lot of new teachers and a lot of new students, but shifting their focus to what has remained the same and what continues to feel safe and comforting. That's Absolutely. a great reminder. Even for my, our older students, that's a great reminder. Yeah. And I think, I think so much has changed you know, not everything has changed and then that's that's great to focus on what hasn't but but we're not really thinking about as parents maybe how much really has changed in their little worlds and I know mm-hmm. Kristen you were sharing with me how the first few days of school you were in the I think it was the kinder ki- yeah and, and tell me tell you know what some of the kids were yeah, saying we got to think about how our kinder babies you know their preschool teachers are on a new campus now mm-hmm. and as exciting and amazing as that building is um you know the the friends and and the faces that they shared a long year with are now in a new building. And I'm just, I'm really looking forward to these whole school events where they get to be reunited yes. with these teachers that they just adore. Right. And um, so we are one family and we're excited to be together again. Yes. yes. And, cha- and change, you know, change is good. Yes. Yeah. So, so just reminding them it's a time of growth and yes, there are things that are still the same and um, not everything has changed and definitely, you know, making sure that at home you're keeping things the same as much as possible. Um, just keep those routines going with, with dinner time, mm-hmm. bedtime, looking the same and um, the little things that you've always done where, you know, maybe you're praying together, you, your, your, your husband comes in and you pray at night, uh, right before they close their eyes, everything that just feels comforting, mm-hmm. um, would be super helpful at this time. Cause Absolutely. I know it's been, it's been a lot over there just getting them acclimated and, and we're going to soon, um, just a little spoiler alert, like we've got Kristen trained now on Shep, our middle school oh, therapy so dog. Exciting. So <laughs> this is going to be, it's going to be like a magic pill. Yes. We, yes. we see it in upper school and middle, we're like, oh, the answer to all your problems, you yes. need that dog. It's the therapy dog. It's the therapy dog. So they melt away. They, Their yes. anxieties melt away. So we're super excited for Kristen to get Shep and start oh, utilizing him. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that really is what we wanted to share today. Those are our three power tool takeaways. Um, so today's tools, just a quick reminder to get them plugged in. Even if you have to, to force them to do something, try something three times, just get them plugged in. Um, keep a balance and protect their time. As parents, we are still the protectors of their time and we're still teaching them balance. And then lastly, remind them of their roots and what is the same in their worlds and keep consistent routines going right now when other things are changing. So that is our Power Tools for Parent podcast. Spread the word, tell all your friends, and be sure to subscribe for uh, parenting tips to help you along this journey. And we're just, we're just so thankful that you joined us. Mm-hmm.